Welcome to Rerun, the podcast where we talk about our favorite episodes of our favorite TV shows. I'm Dory from BuzzFeed, and today I have Shawnee Hilton here to talk about Gossip Girl. Shawnee is one of my favorite people in the world, <laughs> so it's great that we're talking about Gossip Girl, one of my favorite shows. So excited. Um, Shawnee's the executive editor for news at BuzzFeed News. Hi, Dory. Hi, Shawnee. <laughs> I mean, I could talk about Gossip Girl for days, but why did you choose it? It's just such a satisfying show to watch. It's so silly. It's so kind of lush looking and beautiful. It's so New York. It's so set in New York. I mean, it's like the only show. You had Sex in the City, which was like the iconic New York television show um, of like the 90s, early 2000s. Right. And then, then Gossip Girl kind of took up that mantle. And we don't even have anything like that anymore, but it's just like... Before I ever moved to New York, that was like what New York was to me, which was probably kind of a fucked up interpretation. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sex in the City and Gossip Girl are both these sort of frothy soap opera mm-hmm. shows about rich people. Yeah, yeah, rich white people. Rich white people. In Manhattan. In Manhattan, yes. right. So Girls and Broad City are both New York City shows, but about a very different different demographic. Right. And even though like even though girls in Broad City are about people in their twenties and Gossip Girl is about teenagers, yes. somehow the people on Gossip Girl seem like twenty years older. Yes. yes. <laughs> there was a point in which uh, on the show where they sort of gave up the premise that any of them were in college. Totally. <laughs> like there was all this drama about them trying to get into Yale or Columbia or whatever. And then probably four seasons in or five they just stopped going to class and like were suddenly living as like adults on the Upper East Side. But even when they were like 16, yeah. they had such grown up problems, which I guess was supposed to be the premise that like teenagers right. in Manhattan are fast. Right, right. Well, they had like it was the combination of like super high school problems, like getting into college, having sex for the first time and then just like gambling your savings away. Yeah, and being an alcoholic. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like a drug addict. Yeah, exactly. But you started watching this when you didn't live in New York. So I was living in New Jersey. Okay. I Okay, here's the funny thing. I actually read the books when I was a teenager. And I was just reviewing the first book, actually, this morning on the train. I mean, like, they smoked. It was very silly. It was very much a book that was seemed meant to, like, sell a luxury lifestyle. Like, every outfit, you knew the brand. It was like, Serena walked in in her poochie dress and her, you know, suede boots. And everything is, like, described to a T, like your Chanel lip gloss and your fancy cigarette brand and the Cosmo that you're drinking. Um, And then... I started watching the show when I was like right out of college and I was like, oh, this is going to be interesting. And I think I started watching it initially partly because Kristen Bell was doing the voice of Gossip Girl and I was super into Veronica Mars at the time. Gossip Girl here, your one and only source into the scandalous lives of Manhattan's elite. How's your mom doing? And then it just turned out to be the first episode was just kind of perfect and like very addictive. Very addictive show. Yes. Um, So you chose... Episode nine from the first season, mm-hmm. Blair Waldorf Must Pie. Yes. <laughs> the description on Netflix is when Dan finds out that Serena and her family are celebrating Thanksgiving alone, he naively invites them to spend the holiday with his family, which I feel like does not even begin to scratch <laughs> the surface of all the crazy shit that happens in this episode. That, this is like the most 
insane episode. Probably one of the top three most insane episodes of the of the series. I think. Right. So let's let's give a little recap of yeah. what what goes down in this episode. <laughs> so it's like a two. It's like it's in two parts. So it's partly in the present of this current Thanksgiving, during which. Serena gets disinvited from Blair's house during one of their millions of like short term fights um, for Thanksgiving. And so she gets invited to Dan's and she and her family go to Dan's um, where they discover that their mother and Dan's father dated a long time ago through like a very uncomfortable dinner time conversation. <laughs> that also involves uh, Rufus, who's Dan's dad, dad and Dan's real mom. Yes. Who seems like she's been reconciling with Rufus. Yes, yes. They've been getting back together and then all of a sudden she realizes like the song her husband, she thought her husband wrote for her was actually written about uh, Serena's Lily's mom. horse. <laughs> her horse Rosewood. And like just obviously she's she says, you know, I feel like a fool. And then the part, the other part of this episode is these flashbacks where it's like all of a sudden kind of grayed out and then, like, in yellow text below, it says Thanksgiving last year. And then you get these, like, very um, kind of shadowy flashbacks to Serena being trashed and almost getting hit by a car. And this is the first time she and Dan ever interacted because he pushed her out of the street. Dan saves her life. Right. But she and ruins his pies. <laughs> oh, pie. More like roadkill now, but uh, better it than you, right? But she obviously does not remember this because right. she was so blackout drunk. Should we just back way up for a minute mm -hmm. and explain what Gossip Girl is <laughs> and who all these people are. Yeah, probably. Okay. Um, okay, so the players are uh, Serena Vanderwoodson, played by Blake Lively, Blake Lively. Our, our very own Blake Lively. <laughs> I don't know Blake Lively. Um, and then Blair Waldorf, played by... Um, Leighton Meester. Leighton Meester. And then um, Nate Archibald, who is Blair's boyfriend. And then there's uh, Chuck Bass, who's not actually in this episode. I know. That was sad. It was. But it's also, like, okay. Yeah. Like, I didn't miss him, which right. was interesting. Those are, so those, and Dan Humphrey, played by... Penn Badgley. Penn Badgley. You're so much better at names than I am. What? What were like? What do you think is kind of the, the seminal scene of this episode? I think the dinner table scene with... Um, where, they, where they discover that Lily and Rufus know each other is a yeah. pretty... You were talking about your ranch. Did you have any horses? Yes, I had a few. Um, I had my own, Rosewood. My dad has a song called Rosewood. Oh, no, not that Rosewood. <laughs> I completely forgot about that song. Yeah, it's about my mom, you know, because she had this perfume that she always wore, and it was rose and... Sandalwood. Sandalwood. Yeah. It was like her own personal scent. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's so beautifully lit in this scene. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, raise your hand if you're over 30 and acting really weird right now. Also 30. 30? <laughs> I never told Rufus about that horse, so I'm sure it's just a coincidence. Wait a minute here. Why are you talking like you know each other? <laughs> Do you two know each other? Uh, we kind of did know each other, um long, long time ago. What? Uh, know each other how? <clears throat> this is so ridiculous. Oh my god. This is unbelievable. You know what? I need some air. Don't follow me. 
So here's one fun fact. The sandalwood thing is actually a callback to the books in oh. which that was Serena's personal scent was sandalwood and patchouli. Oh, can you imagine somebody who smelled like that? That also doesn't make sense. No. Okay. So <laughs> in this in this scene, yeah. we we learned that uh, Rufus had this famous song called mm-hmm. Rosewood that mm-hmm. he had always told his kids was named after their and and told his wife, wife was named yeah. after her signature scent, which coincidentally was also Rosewood. And then it. It, we learned that it was it actually. was actually Lily's horse. When we were rewatching the scene, it 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 just it seems so awkward that Jenny Humphreys just happens to be like, "Wow, did you have horses?" <laughs> right, like <laughs> like she because she's seven in that scene as right. opposed to fifteen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is so terrible. And you kind of feel like Rufus and Lily are kind of horrible people. They are 100% to blame for the situation that they're in, which is, you know, which actually makes them more compelling as characters Mm -hmm. as opposed to just being like parents who are off in the distance being like uninteresting. Like you wouldn't care if they had just been like, oh, yeah, we used to date. But they were, in fact, like madly in love. Yeah. But, you know, it's funny also rewatching these shows now, eight years after it aired, and, like, my perspective on all of them has definitely changed. Like, I don't know. You do have a little bit more sympathy for the parents in the sense that, like, oh, yeah, like, being an adult is, like, complicated and weird and you have all this baggage from the past that, like, you don't always know what to do with. Yeah, it's true. I mean, when I was younger and I was watching this, I thought, you know, I thought that Dan's mom, Allison, was, like, being an unreasonable bitch for standing in the way of, like, Lily and Drew's love, love, right? But actually, like, she had a really complicated life in which the man she loved was in love with somebody else all this time, and that's a really hard thing to grapple with. So this is, I guess this is the the A story in the episode, and then the the B story is about Blair Mm -hmm. and her father and their relationship. Right. Or really, it's about Blair and her her mother. mother. You, you're ready to villainize. It's really interesting, Blair's mother, because from the beginning, she's kind of presented as overly critical of Blair and, like, a distant and cold. And, like, she tells Blair from the beginning, like, wear something better. She cuts Blair out of the photo shoot that she has for her for Bendel's when she's, like, having her fashion line photographed. And she throws Blair under the bus, and she's continually doing this. And she also, like... She also is, like, obsessed with Serena. Yes. And she thinks Serena is beautiful and perfect because everybody does. Right. And so, like, if Blair can't even in her own home be, like, the star of her, like, mother's, like, eye, then you can understand why she's such a, like, striver. So then you think, okay, well, Blair's mom is obviously a villain. Eleanor Waldorf is obviously a villain because she is told... Blair that her father isn't coming, but actually told the father to stay away. What you turns out, but then you're like, she's grappling with her divorce and how hard that is, and not wanting to see like see her daughter leave her on the Thanksgiving that she's finding out she needs to get divorced. Well, and there is this scene. It's a flashback scene. Do you think that's wise, darling? She's fine. She has been for two months. What did the doctor say? Don't drive us crazy. Okay. Uh, 
We are going to need to set another place at the table. Laurel brought one of the models I'm working with. Yeah. Do I know her? What's her name? His name is Roman. Huh? Roman. Not this one, Harold. We have to work together. This very brief exchange is very loaded because we learn about Blair's, more about Blair's eating disorder, mm-hmm. bulimia. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also learn that her father seems to have had many gay love affairs. Yeah. So um, him leaving Eleanor for a man is not like completely shocking out of the blue for Eleanor. Right. Like it kind of it implied to me that they had like an arrangement in which she knew in which she knew and which seemed like it was a bit of like a don't ask, don't tell yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. As long as it didn't cross certain boundaries, which seemed to include people she works with. Yeah. <laughs> as long as it doesn't affect her work. Right. Yeah. Um, which is like kind of an interesting slash sad dynamic. Right. It is interesting. I mean, she got she had like a, she has a beautiful home, great life, a business, a daughter, a husband that she loved, clearly like mm-hmm. loved him um, and was willing to sacrifice this like one part of their marriage in order to have all the other things. Right. Just this minor part of their <laughs> marriage. <laughs> um, yeah. So then he he runs off with Roman to Paris. Yeah. Um, abandoning Blair. Yeah. My mother just decides everything, you know. Everything in the world is just totally up to her. I know. Hey, why don't we get out of here? I'm not going back to that party. No, I mean, out of here, out of here, out of this apartment. To a place a little more sane. Any place would qualify. The thing that I think the the show has that a lot of shows that it it could easily not have had, which is a lot of heart to be cheesy about it. But like the central, I mean, the central relationship is Serena and Blair and like their love for each other and their obsession with each other and their, you know, arguments. And and it could just be all cold and calculating and and it's not. And there's a lot of times where you just see these families spending time together and and trying to like reconcile their the crazy scheming and with their actual feelings. Do you think a show like this would get greenlit now? I can only imagine it's like it was pretty expensive to produce mm-hmm. um, since it was filmed in New York and right. they had like everything was like brand names and labels. Um, although maybe that like was offset by sponsorships from brands. But I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to imagine. I mean, there aren't a lot of I mean, the teen shows that are on right now, like Jane the Virgin, um, that's Pretty Little Liars. Pretty Little Liars, which is kind of like... Kind of similar. Yeah, kind of similar. I mean, maybe. This was also one of the first shows that was very consciously using music. In, yeah. Well, the OC did as well, but I just remember after each episode of Gossip Girl, it was like, you can download, like, this, this, yeah, download song. this song and this yeah. artist. And yeah. so that was like... And the music was kind of perfect. Yeah. Um, and they released like several soundtracks. Yeah. It's funny. I actually have... Somebody, my favorite people on earth are people who make playlists on Spotify from shows. So somebody made a Gossip Girl soundtrack and it's every song that was ever on the show that that is on Spotify. (gasps) And it's like a hundred and whatever songs. And it's so perfect. It's just like the vibe is just right. 
one of my favorite songs from the show, song usages on the show, was um, Good Day by the Nappy Roots, which was um, used kind of in bits and pieces throughout an episode in which Serena was um, kind of making a comeback from some, some scandal or other. No, instead of waiting on a good day, waiting around through ups and downs, waiting on something to happen, I just said... Um, well, on that note, this was so fun. This was super fun. I honestly could talk about Gossip Girl for a long period Maybe. of time. We didn't even get to talk about the titles of the shows, the oh episodes, my God. which are always so perfect. Genius. Yeah. Genius. I mean, Blair Waldorf from Us Pie and yeah. The Serena Also Rises are both like fantastic. Really Shawnee, I have an idea. Yeah. Maybe you should start a Gossip Girl podcast. <laughs> there, like, there's enough there to, to, um, to think yeah. about. Okay. That could be that could be a good moment for me. Rerun is produced by the BuzzFeed Pod Squad. Jenna Weiss Berman, Eleanor Kagan, Julia Furlon, and Meg Kramer. We'll be back in two weeks. 